Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Let's take a look at the trailer for Mistaken for Strangers. Our guests today in the studio are The National. We're about to talk to a band called The National. This is one of the most talked about bands on the planet. The new record is blowing up. Number three on the charts. You were recently the subject of a 10-page spread in The New York Times. The Times piece mentions you guys are a band of brothers, but then there's you, Matt. You're the guy in the band who doesn't have a brother. I do have a brother. He's more of a metalhead. He thinks indie rock's pretentious bullshit. <laughs> Two weeks ago, Matt called. He asked if I wanted to go on tour and be a roadie. I'm taking a camera on to make a documentary on the band. Hey. I had no idea he'd never been to Europe. Welcome to Paris. So how famous do you think you are? That's okay. I don't think how fast can you play? What kind of drugs and how many drugs have you done? You carry wallets on a stage with you, your ID while you're when you're playing. Actually, I do, yeah. That's just weird to me. Doesn't leave a lot to the imagination, but we can always blur it out. Don't worry about that. I just want to have fun on tour. I mean, I'm with a rock band. You. you just need to be careful about not partying. You're you're not a band member. You're you're a crew member. I feel like I feel like the only reason why he thinks I'm on tour is because I'm your brother. The only reason you are here is because you're my brother. I feel like I'm on the outside of the world looking in. I don't even know what I'm doing here. I think Matt has gone from working a job to being a rock star, so it's like there's a shift there. Matt, do you have any kind of organization and plan for this film? You need to complete something. You always want to quit things. Do you think I'll be a movie maker? No! Do you think I will be dating a hot movie star someday? I just want to make something good for him as well as myself. Where were you? Like, who were you with? I was with Brian and Scott. They were on the bus. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Nigel Smith from IndieWire, and tonight's guests, Tom Berninger, Marshall Curry, Karen Besser, Craig Charland, and Matt Berninger. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for making it out today. So, um, you know, fans of the National going into this expecting your traditional rock documentary are going to be surprised by the film. Now, you know, you went into this wanting to, you know, make a kind of traditional rock documentary, but you made anything but. Can you talk a bit about what exactly you were initially envisioned before the twist came about? Um, I think it was... <clears throat> I mean, I, I went on tour just bringing a small camera around my neck, and I think it was, no matter what I shot, whether it be a DVD extra, you know, or like a, a, a small, like, charity music video for these guys, I mean, I thought it would be good for my career. I mean, it's it's these guys were getting bigger, and I thought, like, I'd be... I just take advantage of it, you know, and make something, a video, a, you know, something to put on their website. That's all I, you know, that's all I really intended. And we did a lot of goofy stuff, you know. I thought the, the other reason, I, you know, they were always kind of saying that, like, 
some of the press they always got were they were kind of a a somber and dark and kind of moody band. And if you know these guys, they're they're, they're not. And I thought like, why don't we do some funny skits, you know, and try to change that uh, uh, perception, you know. And and you see some of that stuff in the movie too. But uh, it was a good six months, almost seven months on tour, doing that stuff that I, you know, and then, you know, and, and I think Corinne and, you know, re- telling me that I might not be able to make a movie out of two-minute skits. So um, only then did I realize it could be something else and, and the stuff that was kind of, um, when I did throw the camera on myself, kind of what I thought would be funny, whether, you know, me kind of wasted on the bus or something like that, was actually kind of more depressing. And I thought, and these guys kind of felt that was a better movie, like a, you know. And given, um, you know, the twist that the film takes, because it's essentially, you know, about your relationship with your brother and about the experience of, you know, making this film, um, what inspired you to kind of turn the camera on yourself kind of from day one? Because you're so lucky that you have this footage to work from. Otherwise, there wouldn't be a film. Yeah, well, um, it was, I knew that I'd be asking these questions, and I, you know, I, I... I was familiar with Michael Moore, and I thought it would be a good idea to figure out a way to shoot myself, be in, you know, I'd be asking them, because I, I knew there would be, whatever I'd get them to do, it would be special, because I know them so well, and they're comfortable around me. I mean, they, at least they they feel like I'm not going to screw them in any way, you know. And, you know, so, but I was since I was behind the camera so long that it was, you know... I, I, at first, a lot of times I just pointed, I always caught myself in the mirror on purpose just to like, if I was in the movie, I would, you know, this is the guy shooting, so I'd, I'd give myself a face. But then later, I think the per, you know, on tour, Matt kept telling me just to keep doing these little, you know, these little diaries, you know, and, and see what comes but out. But you want, he, he kind of, the, the band is two, two sets of brothers and yourself in the trailer, but, um, and I think from the very beginning, you sort of wanted the world. The the my mom would always send him, you know, clips and, and links to articles about the band, and it would always mention that I'm the I'm the guy with, that doesn't have a brother. And um, I would in those articles, I they would I would usually say something, but they wouldn't. It would get cut out. Um, so he's he never get, got mentioned. So I think he was trying to uh, a little bit in, put himself into the picture. Um, um, so you, I mean, you had a little bit of a chip on your shoulder about, ne- about never being mentioned. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, this was. I, if anything on your website would say directed by Tom Berninger, I would. I would have been very happy with that. You know. <laughs> now, part of what that makes the film so appealing and so so entertaining is, you know, your presence. You're such an amazing on-screen presence. I mean, like a lot of people beside me, you know, compared you to Zach Galifianakis while while watching it, just because of your your zany comic sensibility and uh, and timing. I, I want to know, you know, from Matt, whether during the making of this film, did it ever occur to you that, man, th- he should be making a film about his, himself as opposed to um, it was what the, he set out to do. I mean, we, he's he's always been a uh, seen the world through through very. Uh, and interact with the world through through sort of different lenses than than most people and and, and, and he the silly questions that 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 he asks and stuff they're not they're not really uh, I think that's really what interests him you know the, 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 these are sincere questions that you were wondering you thought that would you know do you ever have wallets on stage and stuff and it's so uh, 
and and when we were watching some of that stuff, like the, when he was playing back some of the footage of stuff he shot, all the real stuff of just us, the, the band backstage and all that whatnot, was just really boring. And I think it was my wife, Kryn, who, when she first saw, like whenever Tom was on screen or even just his voice, his presence was was what was the most fun and and often the most moving and, and strange to watch. And like I think as when she saw the scene of him. Uh, uh, drunk, just really wasted on the bus, and he was filming himself singing t some to to uh, Rob Halford's Christmas album. Um, it's, it's it's that's what you saw when you're like that's you got to use that. You know, it, it's some of the ugly, weird stuff with him that became um, sort of the the guiding light then for the rest of the movie. Which am I right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's hard to make a. a a feature-length film about a rock band if they're not dropped by their label and when no one has a gambling problem or, you know, a drug problem. <laughs> so Tom came back, we were joking, like he came back with a lot of footage of guys on laptops, you know, and, um, and then some of the goofball stuff that he filmed as well. So, but yeah, I think I, think I wasn't the only one who saw that when, when Tom was on camera. There's just this, he's got this thing, incredible unguarded quality and I think he brings that out too and everyone around him so I really liked watching the band interacting with Tom because there's something special that he does and and Tom you know given that you didn't go into this to, to make the film that you made I'm curious like what do you make yourself of the final product is it easy to watch is it hard to watch you know yourself on screen for much of the film it's easy now I mean I, I've been I, I, this whole process took about three years to complete, and we really just finished editing um, about you know maybe three and a half weeks ago, roughly. And uh, but I had you know for the first two years, I was cutting it by myself with Matt and Corinne just giving me some feedback, and um, and so I, I got really used to seeing myself, um, and 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 I kind of started laughing at myself a little bit too. Uh, but um, it, uh, there was one, a piece of a piece of a piece of footage that was really I got highly emotional and I and I I sat on it for about two years and only in like the last year I think with when Craig Charlin our producer and you know and Marshall Curry came along they you know like it was like I stepped back and I let other people kind of tell me you know like and it's tell me like this stuff is good and there's this one piece of footage that like that became a pretty powerful moment in the movie that I just 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 refused to watch for a long long time and uh which which was I don't even know what piece you're the, talking about when I'm crying oh <laughs> where, where you're crying on the bed yeah well no there's just no not, not, not that on the crying bed. <laughs> No, it was, it was, it was... The, the other time he's crying. Yeah, the other time. Oh, the other part. You cry a lot in this movie. Well, yeah, there was, there was one where I just, it was, yeah, it was, um, I don't know, it was, it was, hard, to, it was hard to watch. Now, M Marshall, we have to talk about Marshall Curry's involvement. He's a two-time, you know, Academy Award nominee, um, amazing documentary filmmaker in his own right. How did he come on board, and when did he come on board? Did he come on board, you know, once you realize the material you had and you, you reached out to him or how did this all come to be? Well, so Matt and I have been friends for years before he started the band and before I started making documentaries, we worked together um, at an internet company. And, uh, and when he started the band, I was one of the big fans and so I would always bug him, you know, to see if I could make a documentary about the band. And 
Then one day he called and said, oh, by the way, my brother's making a documentary about the band. And so I was, I was you know, frustrated, but, uh, but uh, you know, a year later, um, they were editing and, and I would kind of hear from Matt and Corinne what was going on and, uh, and finally um, they shared with me a sort of assembly of footage and I took it home um, and my wife and I watched it and as soon as it was over I just thought, I love this, this is, it's just magic. It's, it's so unlike any rock doc, it's unlike other documentaries and I just, I wanna help in any way that I can and so, you know, um, I was sort of one of the doulas on the project, you know, sort of encouraging this or encouraging that. But uh, but but it's really, uh, you know, the 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 brain work of, of, of this team. It's uh, it's a I was thrilled to just be able to be involved with it at all. And as in, in, in Craig, um, I met Craig. Um, we did a we did a song for a movie called Win Win, which Craig, um, it was a, t a movie by Tom McCarthy. Um, and he was uh, a, a big part of that movie. And, and Corinne and I met him um, at Sundance, or we met you before that. But anyways, he, I called him and asked him to come and help because um, he's just a really, really smart guy. He's, a, he's he, uh, you know, uh, in, in knows knows a lot about about um, making movies. Um, and so he was sort of also helped us craft the story too. And uh, we, most of the editing was 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 done by Corinne and Tom, but then. Um, and, and, and you know, but Craig was there also as like sort story consultant and stuff. And so, um, how that was like about a, you came on board about a year ago or something. Yeah, like. I was uh, I was lucky to be one of the first people that saw it. Um, that was about a year ago in May. And um, I uh, again, I what was already there was I thought really well crafted and 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 they knew you know what you guys had put together. I thought was already fantastic and. Um, I'm also a huge national fan, so between Tom and I, there was one huge national fan. <laughs> and, um, and so uh, one of the things I kind of saw was like Tom living this like life of a national song. Uh, I thought like a lot of the, the themes embedded in those, those albums um, were kind of living out through Tom, and I thought that was unbelievably compelling. Um, and so I, I kind of was starting to focus on that, and then I also you know just had fresh eyes and um, and just endless um, enthusiasm for this film, and um, not for nothing, like it was pretty cool showing up to your favorite rock star's house every day. Um, and we always joke that like somehow they would just wake up and I would just kind of be living there, and they didn't know like <laughs> how I made that happen, but like Where, it'd be I, Tom and I just living. <laughs> they wouldn't know how to get me out of there, but um, I mean it was just an amazing experience just to like work with them on this film and, and help kind of craft the story and again like what I saw was already even though that was a year ago it had a lot of craft and it had a lot of thought and, and, and tension behind it and um, and to get to that point from the initial 200 hours was was a huge huge um, you know just uh, accomplishment already. Now let's talk about weeding down those hours. This is a real, you know, family project given Kareen's involvement with it. Now, I was talking to you in the green room and you you know, you told me this is your first editing job and you both do a marvelous job with the film. Um, I'm curious, did you just come on board, you know, because he happened to be living in your home for several months or how did that all come to be? Well, I, I guess I feel like Tom and the movie moved in with us 
at the same time. Um, and I, I got involved because I, I sort of couldn't help it, and they probably couldn't have kept me away. I mean, Tom was doing the bulk of the heavy lifting throughout that period, for sure, but I would come and sit over his shoulder for three-week stretches. Um, and we were just, we were laughing because we were just editing on this tiny laptop with like <laughs> no real clear sense where we were going, but it was fun to sort of sort through this footage and start to get a sense of um, what might come out of this. Um, I think for me, one of the big questions throughout this process, when you're making a movie like this, which is, is it's such a personal story, you're always asking yourself, how, you know, how small is this? When is this big enough? When is this more than a home movie. Um, and for me, one of the turning points was when, um, and this was partly, I think this was Mar at Marshall's urging, Tom went and interviewed his parents. And there's a scene where he's sort of talking to his mom about what makes him different from his brother. And I, when I watched that scene, I found myself sort of thinking as a parent about, you know, what sort of an impact we have on our children's personalities and their future fate. And that's when I kind of felt like, okay, now, now I'm starting to see um, how this film could get bigger than its specifics. And you, you, you had, he, she, she just never edited a movie. She was an editor at The New Yorker for eight years. So I think all that, all that sort of narrative sort of um, you know, understanding and skill was, was a big reason why this movie turned into something much more than just a bunch of, bunch of goofball footage, you know. Now this film uh, obviously you know, brought you two together in many ways, um, not that you guys were ever apart, but you know, it goes to some deep, dark places. Um, can you two talk a bit about you know, what you learned about each other in the making of this film and, and the process of that? As brothers, you know, I I have been getting this question online. I don't I don't you know. It's not that I don't have an answer. I think. I mean, this movie was just incredibly difficult to make, and I think we just learned how to work with each other. And I mean, and also, I mean, we you know, we're ten years nine nine years apart, and. Uh, um, it's you know I it's it's living with my brother and and kind of being on his on his on his dime you know, and 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 just, but and just knowing that this has to be good this has to be good and for him and for me I mean I think um I think it's just we just learned I learned to work together he just started to you know I think we we figured out our strengths and of course this movie started you know it's become becoming this weird uh, internal look about what the hell I'm doing and it, it I don't you know I have a really hard time answering that question uh yeah I mean we we are very different but but there's some th some places that we we overlap but it was be perfectly honest it was a um it, it was a it was a really difficult collaboration in in the sense that he's you know he's making a a um a film that that could ruin my rock band, um, and you know, and, and and I'm paying him to do it, sort of. Um, but um, and 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 we we and we, do, we go about things. We have very different styles of of um, just approaching problems, I guess. And so we would fight um, a lot, and it was and it, and it truthfully it got kind of it was it was sort of a toxic situation 
sometimes when he's living there and it's, it's uh, the movie's about you and about him and about our relationship and uh, and and then th thankfully Corinne was often a a you know somehow th would often throw throw a bucket of water on the fire a lot of the time and that was um in 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 many times just like it was much better when i was taken out of the the room and pushed or, um, pushed out um <laughs> And that's when that's when these guys made a lot of progress, and it was, <laughs> it was I, I'm thankful for being removed from it. And, and um, but yeah, but it was I can't we, I we, I learned that that just we're we're different, and and um, and I think we've learned to respect our differences, and uh, um, and not try to make either neither of us are trying to turn change either of us anymore. And maybe we were I, I think as an older brother, nine years older, I was always maybe. Trying to shape him a little bit, you know, I and and he was always kind of looking up to me, and and I probably did for a long time, but then, you know, and I left for college when he was nine, and then then we're kind of back together. I mean, we're both adults, and and um, I kind of had to give up trying to shape him at that point, you know, and he and, and I'm, uh, or whatever, and, I, and he became his own, his own, uh, thing, you know, and and it was it was just just uh, we had that dynamic that was strange, you know, the older brother younger brother sort of competitive, thing, but. And as the outsider, non-family member, working with him almost every day, um, uh, I, I was insanely inspired by how I thought maybe I was there to like help diffuse, like they would behave themselves better if like a non-family member. For that. But that went oh, away no, in a couple days, and uh, <laughs> and then I was just kind of part of the family, and I started making myself drinks at your house now. Um, but I, I just like I they they did have such different personalities, but like. Every morning, it just it restarted, and they loved each other and respected each other again. And I thought that was like Not every morning. Um, yeah, I know. There were some dark mornings as well. Yeah, yeah. After after taking one or both of them out for drinks and trying to diffuse, um, but uh, I could never do that with my brother. I mean, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can't do it theirs. But I was insanely inspired, and it has made me sort of want to reach out to my own brother and sort of try to go at it and um, and work our way through it because I think that's what they did so well. Um, and also with the help of Corinne too, like just just fantastic to see these three people work together every day. Now Tom, you're, you're very open in the film about you know the insecurities associated with being a sibling to you know a, a celebrity. Um, can you talk a bit about the the feeling of being in the spotlight now here at the Tribeca Film Festival, you know, as the as the director of the opening night film? Um, well, it's amazing, and uh, uh, you know, I want I have to thank Tribeca every single time, you know, for the rest of my life in some ways. Um, I mean, it's uh, you know, the they kind of premiering at this festival has kind of completed the circle within the movie itself, and um, and it's it's definitely weird, but uh, I'm, you know, it's fantastic. I'm I'm having a blast. I also want to point out. I, th I think. Uh, 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 the term celebrity. I mean, I'm the singer of an indie rock band that almost yeah, nobody, <laughs> has, not, not I mean, the indie rock people have heard of, but um, even Robert De Niro last night was interviewed on the red carpet. I saw it on the on the internet today, and and uh, it was George Whipple from New York One asked him, you know, like, so what do you think? Are you a fan of the National? And he had no idea who we were. <laughs> and, uh, he had no idea, and he's like, oh, shit, don't tell anybody. I don't. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, so uh, anyway, if if that's kind of what's funny in the movie too, because it's it's I'm treated sort of like a, a like, you know this 
overbearing big but i'm but it's, it's a, indie rock is a very small small kind of little world but um the truth is the movie the movie is actually you know going to be the the weirdest biggest project i've ever been involved in you know so it's i have to almost if 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 there's ever a celebrity in anything close to celebrity it's because of tom's movie probably maybe it could flop though but you're still famous enough to perform for the president, so that's yeah. true. But geez, <laughs> he calls us the Nationals. In the, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, the president does make an appearance in the movie. He pops. He, we've met him twice, and I think both times when he comes in, um, he's surprised that the sports team isn't there waiting. He's he's all excited to meet the Washington Nationals, um, and it's just it's just the nerdy nerdy white dudes. Um, anyways, yeah. So we're going to open it up to the audience. I'm sure lots of you have many, many questions. And there's a mic that's going to be going around, so just put your hand up. Uh, congratulations. Uh, how, when did you incepted this film to make it? The, the, the movie you, you, you will see, or if you have seen, um, it, came, it came, you know, about a year and a half, like halfway through, you know, like it was, I was in a, a mess of footage for a long, long time. And... Um, we had bits and pieces of something there, but only in the past year, a little over a year, did I did I know the movie. When we started filming, me editing the movie, that's you know, I knew this was going to be a big part of it, and um, you know, and if I've done small little shorts, and everybody who's done any movies, that they they turn out to be something completely different than when you first intended, and this is the extreme example of that. I wanted to ask you, uh, when you played the, the Big Ears Music Festival with all of your friends, and it was the first time you debuted the High Violet uh, material, um, if you knew that you would be able to make such a monster tour around it, and if when you listened to the completed album you knew you could take victory lap after victory lap and make sure everyone uh, heard the record and you could tour for years around it. And I also wanted to ask you, every show I've ever seen you at, you spend at least half of a song or a song in the crowd and what dynamic do you think that brings to your performance? Oh, for me, I thought you told no. Um, 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 uh, I don't know when when we realized. I mean, when when the first part of your question, when that record, when we finished that record, we we had no idea. You'd have no idea what's going to happen, and and uh, I mean, we are we'd been a band for for twelve years now, and every one of our records just slowly slowly would get you know fan by fan uh, a little bit bigger fan base and this shows you know we went from playing empty empty clubs um for for a couple years for several years um often with no one literally no one there and and um, um except for a bartender and then the you know, shows got shows slowly got really bigger and and when high violet that record came out we were we were really happy with the record but we didn't ex we didn't know or expect the kind of big sort of growth that that was going to happen for us um and it was slow it was like you know the shows at the beginning of high violet were kind of small at the end they got really big and tom tom chronicled a lot of that um and then um i can't remember what was the second part of your question oh i i learned not to do that in in the united kingdom um <laughs> there's a um I, I, I started doing that. I can't remember what it, where the first place I did that. It was a couple of years ago, and it, and it was a, it was a pretty safe environment that I did it. And in, in, in there was something, um, it, you know, it's it's it, it broke down that barrier between. I mean, we're not we're not we're not, um, 
comfortable sort of under on, on stage under the lights and stuff. I mean, we, we've gotten more comfortable, but somehow when I when I got off that stage and out from under the lights the first time a couple of years ago, and was like singing right in, you know, with people like surrounding me and in, in, um, in, in, in kind of in in the pocket of the crowd, it it changed changed the whole dynamic of the room and it felt amazing and so I, I kept trying to I, I don't do it all the time but I was doing it I was started doing a lot in high violet I was I was doing it all the time then it the truth be perfectly honest and the show started getting so big and then we started playing some festivals and I would do it and I would go out and it got actually really dangerous there was a crush you know when there's all these people crushing together there's one moment where a, 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 a girl fell right in front of me and it was like trying to hold back a sea of people that were just crushing towards me, uh, and we got her up, and everything was fine. But it was it was kind of scary. Um, and then, like I said about the United Kingdom, there's always there's always drunk guys trying to trying to. Uh, you know, I've had to fight fight to keep my belt on, and, and for you know, um, it, it it seems to happen more in the United Kingdom. But anyways. Um, so I don't know how much I'm going to do it anymore. Um, it's um, especially like are they the stealing your belt or are they no, they're, they're, they're on their way somewhere trying else? To de-pants yeah. me. It's like they want a souvenir. You know, it's um, um, they want my pants. Um, but um, so, but yeah, it's 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 kind of I I, I do love it. It's 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 when people like put their arms around you and touch they and touch you and and, and, they, and they sing with you and you have the five faces singing these words sometimes they're like love songs and they're like and everybody's singing them together and my face gets spit in your face and everybody's you know it's it's amazing it's it's an it's a unbelievably viscerally wonderful feeling to do that and um except for the pants thing <laughs> This question is for Tom. Um, in the clip, we see a moment where your mom is kind of like, you know, I, I want you to be able to finish something. So you finish this project. What does that mean for you? And also, what have you thought to what's next? Um, it, it, you know, uh, I'm my mom's sitting right there, and it's to know that she's like told you so kind of feeling she's having right now. I'm sure it's pretty great. Um, and it's it's amazing. It's it's this has been a, an amazing experience. And as far as um, I mean, and and it's I, it hasn't really sunk in yet as to how you know how how this is you know how I'm going to deal with this moment. But uh, as far as what's to come, you know, I don't. I, we just like I said finished editing three weeks ago, and it's just been crazy. Um, um, but. You know, I never intended to be a documentary filmmaker, and I've always loved features, and um, and I never intended myself to be in front of the camera, and you know, I I don't know necessarily what's next. I I did a a my passion project. I've done it before. I did a did a Johnny Appleseed movie, and actually he's my guy. Oh yeah, the original Johnny, Johnny Appleseed here. Where, where is there's he? This, there's this movie I did about seven eight <laughs> years ago, that um after college that. Really, no one saw, but I just think I don't know why Hollywood hasn't tackled the Johnny Appleseed story. And um, I, I, if I, I just Randy, I, stand up. This is this is this, in, the, in the original <laughs> short that Tom did. This is the man who played Johnny yeah, Appleseed. So yeah, he's, he's brilliant uh, with a pot on his head. Is Anyways. that on the internet somewhere, Tom? Uh, no, no. Really? I, I gotta be through. I need to think through about I, I gotta start thinking about that. But it's a, like a love story, right? He's like he's the, you call him the Don Juan of the front, the American frontier. frontier yeah. Yeah. Anyways, 
So I just my my idea is I just need about four hundred million, and I can tackle the Johnny Appleseed story. So. Hi, uh, this is for Matt. Um, you have a new record coming out in May. Has the documentary and the tour itself influenced that at all lyrically? And now the documentary is out. Has it changed your perspective of how you see yourself or how you see the band? Um, the first song on the new record is actually was very much. Uh, it was. It's about Tom. It's um. It's a. It's a. Uh, it's a kind of. It's a. It's a bittersweet, sad sort of. Uh, it's a song about um, having sort of feeling feeling guilty about maybe how I, uh, I, I sort of maybe abandoned him a little bit by going off to college. I didn't abandon. We've been close forever, but there's a sense that that I, you know, I kind of left him hanging when I when I went off and pursued my life and, and moved to New York and everything like that a little bit because he was he when he was nine he he did sort of he worshipped me you know we were close and we would go, you know do everything together even though the huge age difference but then I more or less sort of disappeared from your life for for a long time and uh, so that song is the first song on the new record that answers your first question and. Um, so it, it, it had a big impact of him being with us, and and and, and then as far as um, it, 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 I think I think having um, what, what actually probably happened is is I think the movie has there's a, there's some unflattering stuff in, in of both of Tom and and, and of me, um, and um, I, I, I think it made me. It was, it was to see him do, being so courageous with with his ugly moments and the kind of dark, uh, the dark moments. Um, it, it, it was really inspiring, you know. And um, in a way, our new record, honestly, I mean, I've always I've always put a lot of um, you know honest emotional stuff into into our into lyrics and the songs. But this record, in many ways, I think is the most sort of just unguarded, um, emotionally unguarded of, of of our record so far. And, and I'm, I'm I'm sure I. Learned some of that courage from seeing what Tom did, you know, with with his with this movie and stuff. I mean, we're not the uh, he, Tom shows Brian, our drummer, naked in the shower in the movie, and so I, I actually got off relatively easy. But um, you do have an there is a you have never a, don't talk about it. Right. Hi guys, this question is for Matt and Corinne. I was just wondering what it was like uh, working on this film. Uh, what effect did it have on your relationship? And what advice would you have to somebody considering pursuing a, a venture, uh, a business venture like this? That was a, I, good, that's I, a good question. I, very good question. I would hire somebody like Craig um, <laughs> to come in and, and, and be around and, and kind of keep things a little bit more professional. So there were days when it, if it was just the three of us on our own, it's true, we're all related and, you know. Uh, and feeling the pressure of deadlines can sometimes bring out the worst in you, but um, but it was um, it was definitely an adventure. Matt and I have kind of collaborated together in other ways before, and one thing that came out of, I guess, all the uh, working with Tom and, and and working with Matt was that when when then when it was just Matt and I working a little bit on the record, it was it felt so much easier by. <laughs> Harrison. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to take the advice part of that question? Do you um, have any advice? I, I honestly, the, the, with 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 a with a, I mean, it wasn't a big undertaking. I mean, I, I and it, it wasn't that much money. You know, um, I, I think I think literally out of pocket um, that I that I put you know to, that we that we spent money on this movie was. Um, 
was you know sixty seventy thousand dollars but you know or something like that total for, for for you know out of my bank account um the band did cover some some other things and stuff but tom the, what we to, to do it so cheaply tom lived with us in our house and all that kind of stuff but um i i i, I realized that it was that you can kind of you can make really big things um with a tiny camera a little laptop i figured you know we figured that edit it on an apple oh yeah, uh, yeah system, apple, right yeah. macintosh it was i edited i had i the whole 95 percent of it was on a just a laptop and only it took actually a friend of my brother sufjan stevens to tell me to get an external monitor uh, a a a cinema. He's like, like oh, you can't. Sufjan. Well, he. I'm like, I said, like, yeah. He told me like, you should get another monitor. I'm like, you're probably right. I should do that. So, I also got an Apple cinema display about a year year and a half ago. I think a lot of people don't, and and this is probably the case with you that, that a lot of people don't undertake projects or big projects because it just seems like I'll never be able to pull that off. It'd be it'd be and the and um. Our band, you know, we, like we started out like never really thinking we would turn into a big band. It was kind of a side side thing that, and I was I had a decent job. I worked right up the street in the Puck Building, and um, and I don't know. It, it's like I'm so glad we kind of I quit that job and took this this ridiculous leap. You know, I had a nice salary, I had a, a decent job, and I and I and I don't know how to play the guitar. And I told my mom I was quitting my job so I could start this band. Um, and I kind of did both for a long time, but. Uh, I, I kind of have a certain amount of, I always had a certain amount of delusional optimism, and I think that's really, really healthy um, to just believe believe the most ridiculous delusional dreams and 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 chase them. Because what's what's you know falling short of those things uh, of of maybe your great biggest dreams is still an amazing place to get. Even and and with Tom, he would often you know he would often stop short. Um, of or, or not pursue these 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 big ideas because he thought it maybe it just it was it was never gonna 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 happen it wouldn't turn into anything and a big part of this movie is Corinne and I pushing him to to keep going you like don't you know you're 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 halfway up the mountain you know and and I know you you know it, it, it you might never get there but you have to keep trying to climb it and so I don't know yeah. Well, I think that's everything. Thank you so much, everyone, for showing up, and thank you for being here. You can uh, thank you. listen to this on iTunes. There you go. Thank you again to our whole panel for being here.